Thank you for listening to Inside the 435. Our show is supported by sponsors and our loyal audience. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced with Anchor. Here is why you should use Anchor to produce your podcast. It's free, no cost to you ever. There are creation tools built into Anchor allowing you to record, edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor takes the tedious and long process of distribution off of your to-do list. Your show will be automatically distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts for you. Everyone dreams of making a little bit of money from a podcast. This is made possible by Anchor. With no minimum listenership, you can be offered sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do not wait a second longer. Download the free Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of Inside the 435. I'm your host, Jack Bowie, and welcome to the podcast. I have not made an episode in a couple, I think a week-ish. Um, but I've got a lot of questions today. We're doing like kind of a Q&A thing, not live. Um, but I have a lot of questions that you guys asked on my Instagram. And those are going to be the questions we're going to answer today. Uh, before we begin, remember to... Uh, use code VLOBTW in the uh, item shop. Go do that. Anyway, we are going to get started. You guys uh, asked a bunch of questions on my Instagram story uh, and the story over at Inside the 435. A lot of them are actually very good questions. We have political questions. We have personal questions. We have uh, podcasting questions. So that's awesome. Um, but I think before we begin, we should just thank all of you guys for all the questions and, uh, before, uh, I, you know, kind of get off script and waste a bunch of time. Let's get started. I'm going to start with the podcasting questions because there's only two of them. Actually, there's three of them kind of, uh, and I didn't expect them. So I'm kind of excited to answer those. The first question was any advice for starting a podcast? Um, I would say just take it seriously like have a goal um look at it as a business um have that goal know what you want it to be and achieve it um one thing i love about podcasting is that it gives me something to do in a sense that like our lives are very um unorganized right now for you know a reason that i don't need to name uh and it helps have an order and like a job to do when i don't have school when i don't have work i like to look at this as my job and look at this as a responsibility, but take it seriously for sure. Don't just hop into it and expect to have fun because it's a lot of work. It's very fun, but it is a lot of work. Um, second question is, why did I start the podcast? Uh, so I've always been interested in like radio broadcasting kind of, and I knew I didn't want to do it for a living. So I thought I might as well start a podcast. I've had multiple podcasts in my career. I've had, um, I've had Pro Football Talk, which was a professional football um, podcast that I did with my cousin. Uh, there was two seasons of that. Um, I had the Leftist Talk Show. I had the Jack Bowie Show. Um, most of them political, some of them sports-related, uh, one of them interview-based. 
Uh, but this is the one that stuck the longest. This is the one that I enjoy the most because I love politics a lot. Um, I thought it was important for me to educate myself and others, you know, because everybody has different opinions. Everyone has different beliefs. And I like to talk to people. Uh, I've always been interested in people and stories. So that's one of the reasons I love podcasts and making them and listening to them. I get to learn about people uh, and hear stories I wouldn't usually hear. Final uh, podcast question is one of my favorite political podcasts. Um, so I have two that I wrote down. Uh, the one I listen to is a Democrat, but, you know, it's kind of left-leaning. Uh, it's called Stay Tuned with Preet. Um, and my favorite Republican one would have to be Federalist Radio Hour. It angers me a lot of times, but good show. Well put together. So now I have personal questions, my personal beliefs, my personal opinions, um, and then we'll get down to newsy, newsworthy questions. So the first personal question is, who are my favorite and least favorite politicians? Uh, this one's probably not very difficult to answer. Uh, one of my favorite politicians of all time is Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie is one of the only real and genuine politicians in our Senate um, or our House. He's just, I think, a very genuine person. Uh, what you see is what you get, and hes I don't think he's corrupt like many politicians are. Uh, my least favorite would be Mitch McConnell um, and Donald Trump, if you can even call him a politician, which I don't think you can. Recommended political or non-political books. I don't read a lot anymore, and if I do, it's political, usually. I haven't read many non-political books in a while. I've got a big bookshelf next to me and there's not a whole lot on there except for politics and harry potter um and textbooks and stuff um but my favorite political books are the investigation of donald trump uh it's called true crimes and misdemeanors uh that one's good it's about the original impeachment um a People's History of the United States is kind of political, kind of not. It's kind of just a history book, a very good book um, by Howard Zinn, I believe. Um, and You Have a Right to Remain Innocent is a book that I think I've, I think I've mentioned on my TikTok before. That is a book that everybody has to read, no matter what, whether you like politics or not. It's not really political, but you need to read You Have a Right to Remain Innocent. Uh, and if you want more information on that, let me know, and I'll, I'll get you the link. Non-political books, maybe Harry Potter. I mean, I, they're, they're good books. Stance on abortion. So I identify as like pro-choice. Uh, I believe that a woman absolutely has the right to abort a child that she does not want to have, especially in cases of rape, incest, you know, uh, the list goes on. But I believe that the woman should be required to go through the process safely and timely because, uh, you know, when abortion is illegal, uh, which it's currently not in most places, but when it is illegal... It gets dangerous. Um, and I think it needs to be handled in a timely manner, which means not too fast, but before the baby gets to a point where it can survive outside of uh, the womb. Um, but it also needs to be safe. Uh, this question's interesting. Would you rather have a president that kisses kids or puts them in cages? Okay, uh, don't want to answer the question. Uh, I want neither of those things to happen. Uh, if I had to choose one, it'd be put them in cages because I can't sit here and tell you that I'm pro-pedophilia. Um, but neither the current president or the former president have done that. So, um, you know, don't take things out of proportion. Um, you know, stuff like that. 
Was the economy actually better under Trump, or did Republicans just claim that? So there is fact to this. Uh, we heard Republicans time and again uh, claim that Trump had a great economy You know, when presented with any evidence that Trump was a poor president. They could not accept that Trump was not uh, the perfect president like they believed he was, um, so they would just say economy, economy, economy. That's all they said. The only thing that they had was the economy. Um, but it's true. I mean, it's somewhat true. The economy, depending on what you look at, because there's no such thing as the economy, just looking at how the economy is doing. There's a lot of factors and a lot of indexes. But depending on where you look at it, it was booming during his presidency. Unemployment was the um, very, very low. Um, you know, GDP was high. But, you know, COVID happened and that all, you know, kind of went away. Um, but during his presidency, other than COVID, he had a very good economy. You know, economy is not the end-all be-all of judging a president's uh, success, but it matters. Um, so sure, yeah, there is fact to that, but no, it's not. It shouldn't be used to judge a president completely. Um, it can be used to judge a good president. Um, but now we're going to move on to impeachment questions. That's kind of... You know, fresh in our minds. I know a lot of people may have forgotten about it, but these questions are actually very good. Uh, what are my thoughts on the impeachment and was it necessary? I definitely think it was necessary to set precedent, not necessarily to get him charged with a crime, but to set precedent because we need to show uh, the future that it is not okay to lead an insurrection against the United States at the United States Capitol without consequence. Because if we don't charge him, that's what happens. He led an insurrection against the United States essentially treason uh and no consequences we have to have some form of consequence putting him through a second federal trial shows that the u.s government is not a joke and it's here to punish those who commit crimes and that's what trump pushes for law and order right so yes i think it was definitely necessary uh next question goes kind of with that is it possible that trump will be convicted and what happens if he is so it is almost certain that he will not be convicted i can kind of promise you he will not uh but to answer this I think it's an important question. So to answer this, we need to go straight to the U.S. Code, to the Constitution. In 2020, Trump stated that Obama should be impeached for comments he made about health care. Uh, Representative Matt Gates of Florida commented, uh, quote, you can actually impeach a former president, quote. So it appears that Republicans are okay with this idea of impeaching a former president. It sounds like that is, in their eyes, constitutional, legal, and fair when necessary. Um. We don't entirely know what would happen uh, if he were convicted or whether or not it's constitutional. Uh, people say he might lose his federal pension. Others say he wouldn't be able to run again in 2024. I'm not sure about either of those things. Uh, but we just don't know what will happen. Um, and it doesn't matter because it won't happen. Um, but that's all I want to say about impeachment. There's a lot of impeachment questions, but I think it's kind of irrelevant. Um, impeachment was a... You know, there was the first impeachment, which was a long time ago, and then this impeachment was, you know, even I can say it was kind of, uh, I mean, if you want to say it's a scam, if you want to say it's, you know, but I, I would agree in some part that we, it wasn't 100% necessary. It's not going to accomplish anything, but it does set precedent for the future. Um, in Biden's first week, he's lost so many jobs and destroyed the economy. Uh, do you regret supporting him for so long? So I'm going to start by saying I wouldn't say he's destroying the economy. Uh, I mean, we expected this to happen. I, I knew it would happen a little bit because of the beliefs, like, you know, things would change. Um, I believe that hurting the economy can be worth it. Um, 
And the jobs that we are losing are jobs that we shouldn't have in the first place. They're, they're you know, jobs that are existing on fracks and damaging the environment. And those jobs should not exist in the first place, you know. Uh, and I think the, the environment is 100% a higher priority than the economy. The economy, when it comes to the environment, for me, is irrelevant. I don't care about the economy because um, it is not more financially responsible to all die of climate change. Uh, and the younger people are the ones who believe that, and the younger people are the ones who tend to be Democrats. So it goes kind of, you know, full circle. Um, so you can't say that um, it's his fault, and you can't say that it's a problem, because I wouldn't agree that it's a problem. I think that the jobs that we're losing should not exist in the first place and need to be... We need to get rid of them, but I knew that he, the economy would uh, you know, struggle a little bit just because of his beliefs and just because of how he handles things. We knew it would struggle a little bit, and that's okay, in my opinion. How do you think Biden is doing so far? Uh, if you don't look at numbers, he kept his promises. I mean, what he said he was going to do in his first week, he did in his first week and more, uh, and this is you know, unlike what Trump did. Trump did not follow through with his promises. Um, that wall that you all talked about, um, the, I'm referring to the Republican Party here, the wall uh, that he was going to build, the big wall. Yeah, he built like 15 miles of new wall, I think, reconstructed a bunch. Um, and Mexico's going to pay. No, they didn't. They did not pay for it. I can promise you that we paid for it. Mexican, uh, Mexico did not pay a dime for this massive wall that he promised he would build and they would pay for, it, neither of which happened. So. I don't understand how you didn't get to a point where you realized that he wasn't doing his job. Uh, but here we are a week and a half in Biden's doing his job already. And uh, I'll be honest, I'm satisfied with the job he's doing. Um, economy could be better, but it's what we expected. And it's what we should have expected. If you didn't expect that, then, you know, you know, I don't know. Um, but so far, so good. In my opinion, I think things are going well. Um, but we'll have to see, you know, long term. Um, and that is all the questions that I'm going to answer today. Um, but actually, we've got a lot of time. And uh, I didn't update these questions for a while. So let's go through some more questions that came in. There's a couple. All right. How do you think the impeachment will end? Uh, it's going to end with this second acquittal, um, if it even is argued. There's a chance it won't be argued. There's a chance it'll be acquitted. And it's very, very unlikely. Um, there would have to be evidence that we don't know about uh, or an insane switch in party lines for a conviction. Possible, but it most likely will not happen. Uh, so don't get your hopes up, or if you're a Republican, get your hopes up. Uh, do you think Trump should have left office? Well, see, this is a debatable topic uh, because usually the next thing that a president, sitting president who loses his reelection by 7 million votes does is leave. Um, so yes, I, I do think he should have left office. Um, I'm glad he did. But yeah, 100%. There's no reason he would have stayed. He lost the election by 7 million votes uh, and claimed he... I guess he claimed that he didn't, uh, which seems extremely foolish. Um, but yeah. Uh, there's a couple more questions, some of which I don't understand. Um, so I kind of need to like 
look into them. Um, if we get more questions, then I'll answer them. But an interesting question came up, and it was asking if the world map was racist. Um, and that's something I want to talk about later. Um, it may seem like a very stupid question, uh, and I'll just give you my short answer now, which is no. But we can look at it in a different episode when I've got more time to discuss it because there's it, it's a very weird situation. People claiming that the world map is racist. And racist isn't the right word, in my opinion. Um, but let's talk about the future now that I'm done answering questions. The future of the show, the future of me. So I plan to do this more regularly. I'm trying to do once every other day, maybe three to four times a week. Um, the questions are good, but you know most of my episodes are going to be news-based, uh, stuff like that. You know, as they have been, you know, in the past. But one thing that I'm doing is I'm currently reading books written by both far-right authors and far-left authors. And so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be making an episode, um, and it'll be called, the next episode will probably be called, I Read Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings by Ben Shapiro. As a Democrat, these are my thoughts. Um, I'm partially through reading that book. Um and I'm going to make an episode talking about how I feel about it. Uh, you know, what what I thought about, you know, if it, if it changed any of my opinions. It's basically a set of uh, papers published or uh, columns published by um, Ben Shapiro for the past four or five years. And it's pretty interesting seeing his his progression if you don't know, I actually do uh, very much like Ben Shapiro. I think Ben Shapiro is a very good guy. Uh, I disagree with him in every way. Um, sometimes I think he's a fool. Uh, sometimes I think he's, you know, alt-right, far-right, whatever you want to call it. Um, and sometimes he does let that shed. But I think at the, you know, center of it all, he's a very smart person. He's a very, um, you know, I, don't, I don't like the whole, you know, owning social justice warrior stuff. But that's, you know, a different story. Um I think he's a very good guy, and I think a lot of people agree with me, whether on the right or the left. He's a very smart guy, very good debater. He really is an incredible debater. Um, even if it sounds like he's a fast-talking baby, which I would agree with in every way, he's a very good debater. If you don't have figures of your own, he's going to destroy you in a debate. Uh, the goal one day, obviously, is to beat him in a debate, which, you know, beating somebody in debate is different. You know, being able to have a friendly debate with Ben Shapiro is something that I would like to accomplish sometime in my life. Uh, but that's about it for today. Um, you know, I'm sorry I haven't been uploading as much as I, you know, have in the future, in the past. Uh, I would like to get to a point where I'm uploading on a regular basis. I'm trying to get back to that because, you know, I've just been very busy. Um, so I'm sorry about that. Thank you very much for watching or listening to this episode. Uh, if you are not subscribed, please subscribe on YouTube. Follow me wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, tell your friends about me and I will be forever grateful. So thank you very much for watching. My name is Jack Bowie. I'm your host. This has been episode number 16 of Inside the 435. Have a great night.